0: Hello.
1: Hello. Hi. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself to whatever audience that I have that does not come from Intelligame Radio?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. My name is Josh Boykin. I'm the founder of Intelligame.us, a game culture and criticism site that finds intersections between games and the world around us. And I also play a little bit of Destiny from time to time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So, um, if you, if you
1: haven't listened to past episodes, Josh Boykin is the reason why a podcast without life exists, um, You're he too introduced kind. me to this great format called Anchor, um, and I, I really appreciated this, this type of podcasting type stuff, um, but this is a podcast about the Destiny 2 experience, and part of that experience is the beta, And so far, you've heard a lot of a franchise player's experience with it. And Josh is not a franchise player of Destiny. Josh, would you like to explain your background of the game, your relationship as it were?
0: (laughs) Yeah, our relationship has generally been a broken one. Uh, So I started playing Destiny uh, during the alpha, actually. I played the original Destiny alpha and the beta. I got it at release. I played it for a while while the loot tables were super broken, and the loot drops were super broken. And eventually, I just kind of fell off the wagon. I've jumped back mm-hmm. in from time to time, but I've generally referred to Destiny as sort of that like that relationship with a girl that you just are like, mm, we shouldn't get back together, but mm, but when we get back together, it's kind of good, but it's damaging. But it's like nobody really no the, people know we shouldn't be here, we shouldn't be doing this but yeah yeah and so it, it feels cyclical um i've always loved the mechanics in destiny but it just yeah but but as Mikkel, you've mentioned uh destiny has gotten better mm-hmm.
1: it, it has yeah. in a lot of different ways um I think the phrase that I always go to is sort of like, you know, they really took your feedback to heart and, and they, they really thought about what they needed to do to change to be a better partner when it comes to being a gaming experience. And I think <laughs> after, after three years, I think they are getting closer every every day. And I feel like the beta is representative of a lot of the design decisions to like, I, the the way that uh, Luke Smith, the director of the game, has has said it is it's trying to unhide the fun of the game, and I think they've done that in a lot of ways. But how how do you feel about the beta as you have played through
0: it this week? Sure, I I think that's an interesting uh, analogy of unhiding the fun. There are with Destiny, I would always feel like oh, there's this thing that I enjoy. But now there's all this other stuff that's in the way. I enjoy doing Crucible, but I haven't pumped a hundred hours into grinding out the perfect legendary weapons and getting the right rolls. So, so that's kind of in the way. Um, I haven't, you know, I enjoy running the uh, raids because they're really well put together and innovative and challenging. But I don't have five other people on my list who I'm, you know, who I can meet up with. So that's in the way. Um, I love the lore, but I'm not going to grab an app to pull open every time I get a new grimoire card. So that's in a way, um, and as you've said, it sounds like Destiny 2 is, is fixing those things. So even just playing through the beta and having 4v4 on a tight crucible map made it easier to process what's going on and like not just spawn in and die all the time. It didn't feel as frantic. As uh, 4v4, as the six v six matches, and I enjoyed the challenge of the strike mission, but it also felt manageable, and I didn't spend two hours grinding the same boss over and over. So there was uh, a given some of that is given some of that is set up because we're you know going in with legendary gear and level twenty characters already, but I had a lot of fun.
1: Great. So um, I'm also going to give you a chance to defend your decision to remain a warlock right now, because I talk a lot <laughs> about warlocks on this show. Um, so if you would like to add a counterpoint to my very Titan-centric perspective, I feel like I owe that to my audience right now. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, like my I My best friend's a nice.
1: hunter, so um, just so that's on the table, like... Titan main, and then my best friend's a hunter. Please defend the third option.
0: I, you know, I'd heard that Smacky was talking about the Warlock a few days ago on, on podcasts about light. I don't think I wasn't listening. But, you know, <laughs> the interesting thing about playing Warlock, it, it does feel like you've said before, each role has a job now. And it feels like when I'm playing a Warlock, I now feel like I'm running a support class. Where I, uh, the alt abilities that you can pop either healing rift or empowering rift, um, healing rift would recharge the health of anybody standing in this small circle to the point that it would also give them a fully uh, fully stocked overshield so long as they stayed in the circle. And empowering rift would power up the weapons of anybody standing in that space. So, though I I felt like you know a titan can run off and kind of solo charge and set up the barrier and Kind of hold down the fort, my abilities were most successful when I was using them with other people. And so being able to like dodge in midair and whatever, I'm still super squishy because I'm a warlock, but I felt like I finally was like, here, let me make the rest of my team better. Let me be able to use my knowledge, use my skills, use my whatever to help us take this point. Because if you were here by yourself, maybe it'd be close. But you're here with me, so now we're gonna run them over. It was, it was good. Warlocks are a positive mm-hmm. influence on the lives of others and of themselves. And I mean, you can hate on them if you want, but that just means we'll buff other people. So like, <laughs> yeah, you, you're making it. a
1: compelling argument, and and I, I will take back the pretentious part of my statement. I still think you guys have a stupid jump though. So.
0: Um, I can't, <laughs> the jump. I can't. The, it, it's not meant for me um, the jump is so good it also is it, it now feels like a weakness in addition to being a strength though because it, it feels like I'm in the air it feels, longer like a
1: weakness all of the time um. <laughs> <laughs> sorry I Fair can't speak this
0: is your no, no, no um, like honestly, because I can't, I can't be a I can't be a titan it is just, it makes no sense to me. I'm just like, you want me to just run up to stuff? That's absurd, why would I, it's no. Yes. I have a gun, that's why I don't run up to stuff. But whatever. This is why you can, yeah, you're right. Um, all right, so in
1: terms <laughs> of being angry, we don't want this to run for a very long structure of time. So, um, sure. going into the release for the console in two months, um, what do you hope like either stays the same or changes between this build and the end result. What's the one thing that, like, if they do it correctly, you're gonna be there on launch day for PS4 and, and grind it out until the end of days? What's
0: the one hope that you have as my, a, a
1: not franchise
0: player? My one big hope is that the energy that they drummed up for me in the campaign mission is something they carry through the rest mm. of the PVE. If I can go through the PVE and like have this intense, compelling story with characters that I care about and can keep track of and have emotional attachments, whether they, you know, live or, or die or whatever, if I can get a story that I'm really committed to and I can follow that all the way into endgame content, then I'm down. Like, every MMO I play, it, it feels like, oh, well, let me just go pick up a quest, then run this quest, then get some gear, then pick up a quest, then run the quest, then get the gear. And I don't care about what's actually happening in the lore. So if Destiny can give me that through some solid cinematics and some grimoire information, yeah, they, they got me. All
1: right. Well, thank you for joining us at a podcast with a light. If somehow my audience diverges from yours, where can they find you and your content?
0: <laughs> You're... I think your audience is, is your audience is larger than you think. And uh, <laughs> if people are looking for Intelligame content, they can head on over to Intelligame Radio on Anchor. Uh, that is where we do our daily updates. You can also head over to Intelligame.us, which is the main hub website where there's game culture, criticism, analysis, and a fantastic article written by Mikkel Snyder about uh, the experience of going through D1 and getting hype for the D2 beta. Uh, you can also go over to TV slash Let's It is uh, the Twitch home of Intelligame, and we stream there every Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific.
1: Well, thank you so much. Um, for those listening on a podcast without light, we will also be echoing the first interview that we had over at the game Anchor Station. So you won't miss out anything there. Um, but you should also just follow Josh because he's great. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for talking with us. I'm going to figure out how this echoing system
0: works now. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I, uh, I love listening to yeah, it. Looking I'm forward uh, to- looking forward to seeing more.
1: Yep, Destiny 2 hype train is away in full steam choo, ahead.
0: Choo choo, motherfucker, right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, talk to you later, Josh. Catch you later, Mikhail. Bye.
1: Hi, my name is Mikhail Snyder. My PSN is Chimeric Notion. My friends call me Chem. Today is the last day of the Destiny 2 beta. After I finish a grad school assignment and some other writing. I will likely sit down at 10pm Central Time and play the beta for its last hour. I'm writing the Destiny 2 hype train all of the way out of the station. Uh, you just heard a interview with Josh Boykin over at Intelligame Radio, and I will be echoing his interview segment that he did with me for his anchor station. But this is a podcast without lights, and we are going to do something in the middle of the day and just talk about what has happened over the last couple of days. I'm looking forward to it. Today we got a glimpse of the new Social space of the farm, uh, we did a little exploration show with Josh Boykin over at Intelligame Radio, and if you're interested, we recorded it and we'll be putting it up on YouTube and the link will be in the episode description so if you want to see me be all joyful for a little bit somewhere in Europe in a video game, um, that, that will be available in the, our description um, we also did an interview segment with Hamad uh, at IntelliGame Radio. So, if you want to hop over to his anchor station and listen to, to his interview with me, that is also available to you, and I, I recommend it. Uh, before we do a preemptive summary thoughts about the beta, I just want to defend Josh Boykin again. Um, I wouldn't be here without him introducing me to Anchor. Uh, This has been a really great platform for me to document and archive a lot of my feelings about Destiny 2, which by all measures would take up most of my free energy come September. Uh, Between work, grad school, attempting to date, and writing a novel, Destiny's one of the few times where I can tune down. Not turn off, but tune down. My brain's still in overdrive thinking about the lore and game-made mechanics and gunplay. But i am drawing connections between my personal life and this game pretty much every second and Anchor is a good way to decompress all of that, to transition from one to another. It keeps me writing, it keeps me talking. And I, I really do like talking about the stuff that gives me joy, I really do believe that We are what we eat, and ergo, the media we consume defines who we are and what we enjoy doing. So as we continue to muse about the beta throughout the rest of the day and echo his interview over at IG Radio, uh, I've just been very thankful for having friends that enable me and the Anchor platform. So last night I finally got all of my regulars into the discord chat and one of them was talking about how they didn't want to burn out on the beta. Uh, My initial reply and what I ended up typing was verbatim, you have much more restraint than I do. I have sunk in so many hours into the beta, have determined my subclass path assuming they don't change anything and weapon perks to look out for and the fact that I'm not porting my hunter and warlock over the Destiny from Destiny 1. Uh, they replied, damn, that is dedication, Jim. And if I had to, to reframe it, it would probably use the word devotion. I have a tendency to love things that give me shelter in turbulent times. I don't like thinking of it as escapism or an escape route of any sort, it's just a home away from home in a lot of ways. Destiny 1 was one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had, and Destiny 2 looks like it will be a pretty seamless transition. And I say pretty seamless. There'll be some growing pains, some realizations, some hard truths, there'll be a shift from a zoner to a flanker. From a striker with lightning grenades, to sentinel with magnetic grenades, from shotguns to SMGs, from clan participant to clan leader, from fan to very amateur content creator. Um, But if I had to give a baseline response, it's that I'm looking forward to Destiny 2 so much for a lot of different reasons. So for people coming in from the Podcast Without Light audience base, uh, this is the interview I did with Intelligame. Uh, It's only going to be echoed on the Anchor Station, so this will not make it into the uh, formal podcast, but we do refer to it, and it will be available over at Intelligame's site. Um, So be sure to check them out if you haven't already. Enjoy listening to me geek out for a little bit. Destiny 2 feels to me like an improvement in every sense of the word, and I know that that isn't a belief shared by everyone playing the beta so far, but for me, the different classes of guns feel like they excel at particular ranges and reward particular skill sets. The kinetic energy and power system, while it takes some time to get used to, makes the game a little more tactical of an affair, and I enjoy that. The 4v4 Crucible feels manageable when solo queuing and amazing when you have friends. The strike shows a beautiful open world, and the story mission makes one hell of a promise that this isn't your D1 vanilla campaign. This is about your character arc and your journey to survive in a world without lights. And here at a podcast without lights, I'm sad that the beta closes tonight. I'm sad that I have no motivation to return to Destiny 1, and I'm sad that it's gonna take a couple more months to have reasons to log in every night and play with my buddies. But during the transition period, we'll get to talk more about the broad experiences with life and Destiny. We'll talk lore and philosophy, we'll talk game design, we'll respond to the occasional news article, and we'll revisit Destiny 1 at some point and be like, wow, why? I'm looking forward to taking up the Sentinel Shield under the code of the aggressor. I'm looking forward to clearing waves of ads as I bodyguard my fire team as the masses slowly surround us. I'm looking forward to navigating Flinking routes. I'm looking forward to adopting chickens at the farm. And again, our video collaboration with Intelligame is in the description, so you can just click that and see me geek out again and again and again. And even in a world without light, the future looks bright. And that's the true charm of destiny for me. Even at our darkest hours, there is this enduring sense of hope, of optimism, of valiant hearts, and unwavering resolve. But yeah, I need to do other things throughout the rest of the day. And we'll talk again once the servers shut down and I get to sort of... Defrag and consolidate everything into a a more coherent sentence. So, we'll see you guys in a half, six and a half, seven and a half hours. Time is weird, it doesn't matter. So, um,. Josh Boykin has uploaded that video, so I'm going to just make sure I get it out onto the airwaves now. Um, And there's also really exciting news that they've extended the beta out until Tuesday. Um, The beta will be closing up on Tuesday before I can get back, so Monday will be my last day. But that's exciting because that means there's an extra day of beta goodness. Um, and it also froze my entirety of planning a summary farts uh, later tonight, so uh, we're going to be recording a new episode tomorrow. Um, hopefully talking a little bit more coherently about the end days of the beta and continuing to look forward. So I guess this is part one of that experience, so uh, check out the link to the collaboration we did with Game Radio and I'm gonna be signing off for the rest of the day cause work and then more crucible. So um, hope this could brighten your day, Gaudi, and I'm excited. Life is good, even if everything is weird.